Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Today, we're very lucky to have Andrew Fisher from Chuzel with us. Um, Chuzel is not a company directly related to training. What I love about Andrew uh, from my getting to know him a little bit is that he takes and applies training to everything he does, and he's used training as a way to make his startup company very successful. Andrew, if you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Chuzel, that would be great. Yeah, so I, I work in digital media. Um, our company is a digital advertising platform. We started about almost four years ago on the building process, um, and about three and a half years ago, we, we raised our angel round, and it went from a, a bit of a hobby to a full-time job at that point, um, and we've just been growing and scaling since then, um, and I can dig further into the company as you see fit, but... Yeah, um, let, let's go from here. I mean, first mm-hmm. off, uh, very successful startup. In four years, you've gotten to 28 people, which is very, very rapid. You've had lots of great years. When you and I talked, you said you had three principles that you use to grow your business. And if you just quickly share those three principles, I think that would be very interesting for everyone. The, the three principles that really are important for any company, but especially a, a high growth tech startup, um, is really about people, number one. Um, and some people prioritize them different. That's certainly at the top of my list. Uh, the recruiting and the retaining of, of talented individuals is paramount. Um, and training is a key part of that. Uh, number two would be product and strategy. Uh, and our company, our product is our strategy and our strategy is our product. It's a rapidly evolving uh, technology platform, software-based. And so making sure that we're aligned on those strategies are key. And the third piece is essentially the money or revenue. Um, in the early phases, it was really about uh, making sure we could raise capital to support and invest in our early growth. Uh, now as we're growing up, it's about reaching profitability and having the, the proper cash flow management and so forth, uh, through the driving of revenue through our team. So, yeah, people, uh, products, and profits. So let's talk about the people part and, mm-hmm. and, the, tra- and the training part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're one of the few people I know in the startup world that I've met on chat, I've been fortunate, I've talked to a lot of people, that when they talk at all, talk at all about people and training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, almost everyone talks about what my product does. Right. Um, and you seem to have a philosophy where training is really instrumental. So maybe just bring us through the, the onboarding process. Tell us a little bit about what you do from a training perspective mm-hmm. and an alignment perspective. You know, I think training is a, one of the key foundation uh, pieces of our overall culture. Um, culture is really the through line for our company. Um, our product and strategy will change. Our revenue model will change over time. Uh, but the culture is really that through line that keeps all of us aligned um, and believing in what we're doing. And so, you know, I, I also, again, training goes hand in hand with culture and is a key part of it. So imagine an employee jumping into a, a high growth new company. Uh, they get there on day one and everyone is so busy, including their own manager, uh, that no one really even takes the time to, to properly onboard them, show them what they're doing, show them the core systems. And, uh, and I know companies that have this culture, it's more of a, you know, if you figure it out, great, you know, here's what we're doing. Uh, we take a different approach. I, I think those first 24 hours, those first weeks, those first months are critical for the long-term success of an employee. Um, so we do have a, what we call the onboarding handbook. Uh, we really formalized that uh, last fall and all of our new employees starting last fall have been following this plan 
and it's what you would imagine, you know, and I'm looking at it now as a reference. We start with a little bit of history of our company, um, really our, our kind of goals uh, as well. We talk about our mission. Ours is very simple. Make digital advertising easy. Everything flows from that. Um, and then we jump into our values. Um, we have attitude, growth, service, ownership, and balance are really our core values. Um, and I spend um, an hour with every new employee, ideally on their first day. Um, and I think this is really important. Um, so it can set the tone that even from the top down, we're really committed to making sure this employee is successful uh, on every step of their journey with Chusel. And we talk about it too, that, you know, we see their career as a progression and our, you know, our, our goals are very simple. We want them to have a positive, challenging, rewarding, and fun experience here at Chusel. And again, this, this kickoff training and onboarding is a key piece of that. Moving through, uh, we do a little bit of a history with Chusel. We talk about the employees that we like to recruit and retain. Um, it comes down to three key principles. And I give credit to the, uh, the CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Weiner, for this. But we look for people that are smart, that can think big, solve big problems. That's number one. Uh, two, they can't just you know, sit in a hammock and contemplate those big problems. They have to be able to execute uh, and make visible progress on those. And three, they have to have fun. Um, and that really does tie into our first uh, value here at Chusel, which is attitude. Uh, and there's, there's a reason that's our first uh, our first value is, again, I, when I talk about the training and onboarding process, my goal is to say, you know, when you finish this process, I want you to want to recruit your friends to come work at Chusel. Um, it's really that simple. So uh, we walk through who we are. Uh, we break down the team so everyone's really clear and understanding who does what here at Chusel. Um, we're not big on organizational charts. We're inherently a very flat organization. But even for the basics, for an engineer to understand you know, which client success person is the touch point for key uh, deliverables uh, is very key to our development. And then we jump into, we do some uh, fun facts. Uh, we do a bit of a match where you know, everyone in our company shared kind of some past experiences, uh, work experiences that are unique. You try to match that experience to the, and this comes at the end of your onboarding. The onboarding takes uh, typically around two weeks. Um, and then after the kind of core onboarding that I work with them on, they jump into all their individual training modules across every department. And actually that's going to be somewhat tailored depending on their role. Um, and then those individual building blocks, we essentially have a checklist. And then typically after about two weeks of the onboarding, uh, we have a welcome lunch uh, where everyone gets to really hear the story. Sometimes this happens during the first week. Sometimes it's during the second week. Uh, and individually the manager will essentially interview that person. And so, everyone gets a, a personalization of who this person is. And, and again, we've all worked for, you know, companies where you're moving so fast, sometimes it's hard to make those personal connections. So we try to really facilitate those. Um, so that's really the, the general overview of how we onboard and train here at Chusel. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. You also said something to me that I also thought was fascinating, which is you have training for your customers. Mm-hmm. And we can do. you talk a little bit about that and why, why you have training for your customers? We are a high-growth tech startup, as I've mentioned. Um, the key to our growth is being a platform uh, versus a services organization. Our goal is to get our platform into our customers' hands. Uh, that enables the Chusel customers then to run digital advertising campaigns. We primarily focus on advertising agencies. Uh, we also work with different types of marketing groups, often brands directly as well. 
our success is inherent upon making sure they're onboarded and trained as quickly as possible so they can not only run our platform in a self-service manner, but be successful. Um, obviously, uh, the, the measurement of a long-term partnership for us is going to be completely centered around their ability to use our platform properly and to achieve results through it. Um, so led by Kristen Ditch on our team as part of our clients, uh, client success organization, uh, I would say almost a year ago, we started building the, the core plan for this, this foundation. Um, we built it up through the fall and then recently announced, I think uh, late April, we had some press around it. It's called Choosel Academy. Uh, and it's a learning management system that's designed to both train our prospective partners and then also our current clients on not only the Choosel platform, but also educate them on the industry in general. What is programmatic digital media? How does it work? What are the basics? Um, and our goal is to both train people properly, but do it in a way that's very scalable for us. So by having this system in place, we can direct people there to say, hey, you're always going to have a personal touch point here at Choosel. We're going to help you. We want you to be successful. But here's a great curriculum we've developed that you can start learning on your own. You clearly know a lot about training. Maybe just your, from your perspective, mistakes people make, things that you see that are maybe not good in training, just in mm -hmm. the overall sense of training. Yep. And I think, you know, we have weaved training and coaching into our organization. Um, as I mentioned last week, we had our, our first official management training. We have a lot of young leaders on our team who have ascended into management positions uh, for the first time in their careers. And so it's important to, um, you know, invest in what's important and not just urgent. And so training is, I would put that in that bucket. It's, uh, you know, we all have fires on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, we all come in and do our checklist of what's urgent. Um, but what I encourage our team to do both on a day-to-day -day basis and then through their ongoing goals is also focus on what's not necessarily urgent, but really important. And training is certainly in that bucket. And so relating that to a mistake is it's easy to push off the training. It's easy to push off the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. And we have all of our managers meet with all the direct rep reports on a weekly basis, what we call a, a weekly check-in. And then we do a monthly deep dive where they're encouraged to get off site, go to lunch. And again, these aren't, um, designed to be feedback sessions. It's designed to be a, an informal training where the, the coach or manager gets to listen to their employees, understand what their priorities are, and, and really offer them help in training. So the mistake that I often see is pushing off these really important meetings because they're not urgent uh, and saying, hey, you know, I need to get this out the door. Or, Gosh, my checklist to get this done is... Um, and so I always encourage people not to push those meetings off, work around those. Those are really the, the key foundation points for our growth as an organization. Your other work will be there when you're done with them. What advice would you give to someone speaking to their team to get people to get that training is important and it can't be given up just because there are other urgent things taking place? I, I like telling stories. We're in the business of advertising inherently um, and an effective story or analogy is often, you know, what helps people see what's important. Um, an analogy I use sometimes, which works here in Colorado, because we have a very active uh, lifestyle and population is, you know, the training and other things that you would put in that important, not urgent bucket, it's kind of like working out, right? And, and keeping uh, on top of your health. If it's easy to push off a workout, it's easy to say, hey, wow, I've got these commitments, I, I have this to do. Um, you push it off one day, then the next, and then all of a sudden, it's been a few weeks, and maybe a few months. Um, so it's these meetings and these key touch points on training and culture are just like that. You have to invest the time and realize that it's important. Um, your health is as important as anything in your life, if not the most important thing. 
And so investing that time to make sure you commit to it personally is very analogous to the way that we see training in these one-on-one sessions with our team. So whether it's uh, using fitness as a potential um, analogy or gosh, you could use you know, car maintenance, you could use any number of things. Um, but again, telling that story through a lens that makes sense to your employees, I think can really hit home. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. Maybe if you could share with us some things that people could do for themselves. Mm -hmm. Things that they do for their company. But Mm -hmm. if you're a training professional and you want to get better just yourself, what would you recommend to people just for, to help themselves improve for their own personal benefit? That's a great call. Um, everyone has kind of their own ways of, I think, growth. Um, I, I think one of the obvious ones is, you know, commit, committing to a reading list and really doing kind of your individual training and self-work um, and making time to do that, you know, whether it's more on the evenings or weekends. Uh, we can always learn. And, and one thing I think is interesting that's changed, especially in the last 10 years, let alone 20 years, is the amount of great information that's just online. And so the ability to find something very specific and relevant to your specific job, whether it's around training, whether it's around culture, whether it's around you know, self-improvement, there's a wealth of information. Um, in the startup world, and I often argue that people are writing more than they should be. <laughs> they should probably be working more because um, there is a tremendous amount of content. So um, again, making that time to realize that it's urgent, I'm sorry, important, not urgent to, to do some of that self-work um, is a huge resource. And I, I, I'm constantly uh, looking through, uh, you know, Twitter feeds of people that I like and respect, seeing what they're reading, how they're sharing it, uh, following along that way. Um, I'm also uh, looking at Quora, which is a great resource, especially in the startup and technology world. Uh, and again, most problems you've encountered have been uh, encountered by others before. So you can find a lot of helpful tips very quickly. What is Quora? Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. Um, I believe it was founded by former Facebook folks. Um, and it's basically a, a high-level Q&A site um, where you can find out just about anything. You know, there's expert articles on, you know, from astronauts on what it's like to be in space to, hey, I've got this challenge in a high-growth startup. You know, has anyone come across this before? So it's uh, curated, high-quality content, typically uh, peer-to-peer, but most people are experts in their fields. Let's now talk about how you continue the process at your company. So you start off, you're doing this onboarding. Um, what happens from there? How do you do ongoing training? You know, training is, a, again, part of a, a subset of overall culture and ongoing learning. Uh, one thing that we do at Chuzel is we also provide a stipend for ongoing education on a quarterly basis. Um, and one thing I thought was important is we didn't say, hey, this has to be professional development. You know, it has to be specific to your field. Um, we've had everyone take, Things from like ski lessons to um, I'm actually taking a cooking course tonight with my wife and a few, a few work friends. Um, others have used it for professional development to learn a new uh, coding language um, to get certified as an IAB salesperson. So it's cool. We've had a really nice balance. And I think not forcing it and saying, hey, you've got the resources. You do what you want to do. Uh, gives them the freedom and flexibility to kind of work on it themselves. So that's one thing that we do that uh, encourages uh, them to do it for themselves and again on their own time, but we provide the resources to do that. Um, I think it's important to have, uh, you know, 
weekly meetings, which we have a kickoff meeting every Tuesday morning. It's all hands on deck. Uh, it's, it's less training oriented, but also a dispersal of information. Um, you know, so we're all staying aligned on where we are. Um, and then each individual team is encouraged and has a budget uh, for ongoing education and culture and training as well. And so things can come from the top down and sometimes have to. Um, and I found if, if you empower people uh, and provide them the resources, even around training, it becomes more important uh, that the individual managers and leaders and even the employees input allows them to uh, basically set up the structure that's going to help them succeed. I think people really appreciate being invested in. Yep, absolutely. And we have, uh, we're in a highly technical field that's changing very, very quickly. And so one of our challenges is make sure our salespeople who spend most of their time in the field are educated, understanding not just the industry, but the specifics of our own platform. And so every Friday, we have a, what I would consider a more typical sales and revenue meeting. We're reviewing opportunities, challenges, wins. Um, and then the second half of the meeting is ongoing training where we bring in our client success team, their experts on the platform. Uh, they're working closely with our engineering and product team about what's coming down the pipeline, uh, new features that are released. And so we give a forum to our team uh, to both ask questions and learn. And then we also have uh, an interactive support center that's both client-facing, which is their, their number one resource for training is to send it through our, our fresh desk system. And we have a wealth of information online. If they can't find their answer there, then they email our team and we re reply to them that way. And we've got an internal section that's uh, primarily for our salespeople, stuff that we're not revealing publicly yet. Um, and you can kind of sense a theme here, especially with a company like Chuzel. We, we try to do things at scale. Um, obviously, you can't replace those weekly one-on-one -on -one touch points. We're always training and coaching at a personal level. Um, but anything that we can do with technology that helps us scale, uh, both internally and then with our clients, is very important to us. Can we talk a little bit about culture? I mean, I love how you started off and, and, you know, you talked about the first thing you do with a person is talk about the culture of the company, your, your mission, your vision, your values. Do you do ongoing training uh, or ongoing engagement around culture within your mm -hmm. organization? We do. Um, and this is actually, you know, I've considered hiring a full-time person for this, um, but it's a little bit of a paradox because I, if we have someone kind of take over the culture role full time. I would prefer it to be someone internally as opposed to trying to bring someone outside. So that's, that's something that we're looking at. We have what's called the culture club, which is a group of me and four other employees from all the different departments. Uh, we meet quarterly, typically offsite for a breakfast session. Um, for me, it's a, Hey, how's everyone doing? You know, let's get a temp check on morale, uh, what's working, what's not, um, having these offsite touch points where it's really an open forum, uh, is important because, Again, we're so busy day to day that often uh, things that may be important can slip by the wayside and perhaps I'm completely missing something, right? And so it's an opportunity for us to have a, a two-way dialogue about what's important in our company. And then we typically come up with uh, kind of cultural guidelines. Again, our, our, our values are really the principle there. And, uh, you know, number one around the people, which I've talked about, uh, the number one health, uh, the number one, when people ask how Chuzel is doing or uh, the, the thing that I point to, you know, it's not our revenue growth. It's that we have essentially 100% retention over three and a half years with our employees. Um, that's what I'm most proud of. And I'm proud of it because that, that leads to the productivity and a great product and profitability, everything else that we're uh, aspiring to. So it, it is important. Culture, especially when you get past that 20-employee uh, mark, um, early on with startups, you know, the culture is really defined by the founders. And it's easy. You're all sitting in the yeah. same room. You're together every day. Um, you're going to hear me whether you like it or not. But as we get bigger, you know, I, you know, especially once across 20 and now we're about to cross 30, 
I can't have individual touch points with every person every day. So it's important not to, to make it corporate, but to codify and develop systems, uh, shared values, uh, shared activities, you know, shared stories that really establish our culture and make it ongoing. So we do invest in that. Um, and then, you know, part of what I've realized in establishing the culture um, for me, you know, just day to day is just being here in the office, number one, uh, and listening and saying, you know, talking to people, not even just about work, you know, what's going on, how are things in your life? Um, you know, showing people that you really cares is the bedrock of the culture that we define. Uh, and I'm always interested in learning about it. Um, I, I do think we could probably add some additional uh, cultural offsite trainings as well. Uh, we do have two kind of key offsites, one at the beginning of the year, one mid-year as well. And we are bringing in a culture expert in July, which we're really excited about. Um, so it's going to be a little bit more touchy-feely than normal training, so to speak. Um, but I think it'll be really empowering for our team. So I want to just take a moment here, take everything we've talked about and relate it to the audience. So there are people that are listening to us right now that are at barely small companies that are probably eating everything up. Mm-hmm. They're really eating everything up. Uh, and then there are people in here that are part of larger companies and, you know, 10,000 employees, 20,000 employees, 50,000 employees, 500 employees. That, and they're saying, hey, I'm a small part of this. Mm-hmm. But I want to make a point and then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, my opinion is that every single thing you talked about could apply to the trading department and that they should think of their training department as a mini business within the organization mm-hmm. and that they can have their own mission. They can have their own values. They can, they should coordinate with the companies. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. They should not be different than the company's values, but they can create this kind of culture that you're describing within the training department, even if it's not something available to the, to the whole organization. Um, and what I find is that when you do those type of things and people see the success you have, other people in the organization start to look and say, well, how can you help us do that? Yep. My question to you is, and I think I might ask this question earlier, but I think in vain of everything you're saying, it might be like really a, a good kind of final question here is, how do you take this idea, all these things you're talking about to senior management? And I know we talked about, you know, this analogy of working out, but just if we could take the section of, of the mission, vision, values, part of it. How do you, how do you get people, you know, for the comp- a bigger company to spend time on things? Because, I mean, most of the time, they, they, they're, they're plaques on the wall. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a, a great point. And, and in some ways, you kind of defined it already, right? That individual organizations are their own little mini companies within the organization. And Unless there's you know strict company policy that prevents it from doing so, most companies encourage employees to be somewhat autonomous. But build the system that you'd love to see on the global level, on the corporate level. Build it within your team. Test it. See what's working. And as you mentioned, I think it's especially relevant for training organizations. I said within bigger companies, because what's going to be more powerful than if that trainer can go to the head of HR, the head of finance, or the head of sales and say, hey we're doing this currently in our training department. Here's the results that we're seeing. Here's how it's helped us change. We'd like to not just tell you how to do this, but show you because we've done it. Um, I don't think anything could be more powerful. I want to personally thank you. A lot of people that participate in this program have sort of a, something they're really trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, yes, we're not, it's not a sales presentation, but you know, they're, you know, they're hoping that people will check out their company you're talking to training people, you're in marketing. So it was a true gift that you're giving to everyone. 
I sincerely appreciate it. And uh, thank you for being a part of the program. Thank you. I really appreciate the kind words. And, you know, every day is a, a new challenge and a journey. And, and again, I, I think the training and onboarding is such a key part of that. So I appreciate you allowing us to share our story. And uh, I hope it connects with your audience. I'm sure it will. And thank everyone for listening. Appreciate it. Have a great day. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.